Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. This time last year, the average price of wholesale energy used to create electricity was around forty-seven euro per megawatt hour. Today, in Europe, it's closer to three hundred. That is the extraordinary leap in costs for companies and consumers throughout the continent. Much though not all, brought about by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It leaves many people facing into a very bleak winter and many companies may not survive financially. The political pressure is on to do something at national and EU level. And today, at 8 o'clock this morning, the President of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, gives her much-anticipated State of the European Union speech. Joining me now to discuss what to expect is Barry Colfer from the International Institute for European Affairs, a think tank based here in Ireland. Good morning, Barry. Morning. How politically important would you say this speech today is for Ursula von der Leyen? So to look at the State of the Union speech itself, I think there are uh, three reasons that make it important. So first of all, the State of the Union initiative, it's an opportunity for the Commission to set out some of their achievements for the past year and their priorities for the coming year. So in any year, the State of the Union is an important moment for the European Union. But this year more than any. Oh yeah, because it's the first one that's taken place whilst there is war in Europe. So the initiative was introduced in 2010 following the Lisbon Treaty. This is the first time that the Commission President will be setting out their achievements and their priorities in the context of war. But also, uh, it's important to note that Europe is perpetually in election cycles, obviously, but Mm -hmm. the European Parliament elections in 2014 are also coming up and the European... But she shouldn't really be worried about the European Parliament elections given the fact that she is with the Commission, should she? Oh, of course, because the European Commission is meant to reflect the results of the European Parliament elections, of course. But it rarely does. It rarely does, but she still has to take account of the national mood and the European mood. So the um, so I, sh- I should also just, just say quickly, the reason why it is important, I think, is that Ursula von der Leyen, one of the things that might come out today of, of interest is that Ursula von der Leyen has had a, a testy enough relationship with the European Parliament, mm, mm. especially when it comes to, for example, something we, we, we may come to, the role of Hungary in the current mm. political environment, that there's a sense in the European Parliament that Ursula von der Leyen hasn't been strong enough or hasn't been has been, been too lenient when it comes to Hungary's antics. And of course, just to conclude, the uh, t- t- today, Joe, is a, it's a, a political moment in the EU. It's not a legal moment. So mm. there's not going to be anything voted upon of a binding nature. But after Ursula von der Leyen's intervention today, there will be a resolution passed by Parliament. So there is going to be a vote of kind of, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down for what the, what the president has said. So. OK, well, listen, the most important thing that she's going to talk about is going to be what the European Union can do at a 27 member state level to tackle soaring energy costs. What do we expect to hear? A lot of it's been leaked to the media over the last few days. Indeed, much of it has been leaked. I can ju- I can just say up front that um, analysts don't expect many surprises or any kind of big announcements coming from Ursula von der Leyen that either can't be predicted or haven't been leaked. It's not really her style. Um, and so the things pertaining to uh, a cap on energy prices, decoupling gas and electricity prices, further sanctions on Russia in the context of that country's war, um, these are all going to be expected to be touched upon for sure. But also we should remember that Ursula von der Leyen's commission 
is responsible for arguably one of, if not the most ambitious policy agenda the EU's promulgated. And this pertains to the EU's Green Deal, which looks at trying to... We'll, we'll come to that in a moment. In Indeed. relation to the energy th- the energy curbing demand is one aspect mm-hmm. of it. And they're going to try... They, but they can't force member states to say, you've got to switch off the lights at 8pm. They can't do that. Sure they can't. No, of course not. But this actually gets the kernel almost of what the EU is all about. That you're right. They're not going to be able to legislate for you or I to turn off our lights or to reduce our energy usage. But... This is an opportunity for the EU's member states to to club together, unity of strength and all that. Mm -hmm. And in in a bid to see off a race to the bottom or a beggar than ever situation in the EU, member states can agree to try and kind of uh, coordinate their policies in a way that happens across the whole swathe of things the EU does. It's also interesting on a domestic level though, isn't it, Barry? Because uh, if there are some unpleasant medicines to be taken, um, the domestic government, be that in Dublin or Berlin or Brussels or wherever can blame Brussels. They can say, well, listen, it's not us, you know, blame those guys in Brussels, even though, you know, the minister or the Taoiseach was sitting around the table. Sure, we know that. Every country, Ireland is guilty as as any country is of using the political cover provided by the European Union, for sure. So there's absolutely that. It can be cynical or it can be pragmatic Mm. uh, when when looking at this, that whatever Ursula von der Leyen says about energy usage, whatever then goes to council and then whatever is is produced by the European leaders as as, as a policy agenda uh, vis-a-vis this kind of major energy crisis you've been speaking about all week and no, mm. no will will continue to do so, mm. um, the member state governments will absolutely be able to say, listen, hands are tied, sorry guys, but as I've already already said, the idea of, 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 of avoiding a race to the bottom, it makes sense to try and club together to ensure they so are undercutting spe- one another. Her speech will set out the parameters for what she wants to curb demand, but also impose windfall taxes and mm-hmm. pot- potentially a cap on energy. We've heard 200 euros per megawatt hour. Mm-hmm. Um, that won't need unanimity, though, when it goes to the European Council. And that matters. It matters very much. So it will not be, it will not require unanimity to go to the, when it goes to the European Council because it is an emergency measure. Now, that means, simply put, that it will be voted through the qualified majority system. We don't have to get into the nuts and bolts, but it just means that a majority of member states and a majority of the EU's population mm-hmm. satisfying a certain, um, Kind of formula that that, that criteria, the EU applies yeah. the criteria exactly. Uh, so so it means that the kind of the likes of Hungary who have been uh, well, maintaining been its close un, relations un, with, unnaturally close to the Kremlin, unnaturally close to the, well, just close to the Kremlin indeed, but also uh, in plain sight, um, um, agreeing side deals and just being politically very close with with Russia. They've certainly will continue to try and take the edges off any sanctions. There's also going to be sanction fatigue setting in as well, even the countries that are most enthusiastic. It's just difficult to sustain that in the longer term. But just to answer your question regarding Hungary, which they really are now, typically it's Hungary and Poland that stand aside as the kind of most belligerent EU member states when it comes to such policies. But Poland, obviously, given its proximity to the war, are not on side with Hungary. Hungary are in a minority of one when it comes to their relationship with Russia as of as of now. So they'll be so on their that's own. That's a small blessing in disguise for um, for the, uh, uh, that. the European Commission. Um, Barry, you have to leave it there. Thank you very much for your time. That's Barry Colfer, Director of Research at the International Institute of European Affairs. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.